Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. Had a sister. Get a microphone for my sister. Come. Yes, you come. Just quickly. Bring your husband with you. Bring them chairs from up there so they can be comfortable. You don't want to stand. This, I, I promise I won't keep you up here long. But you see, what has to happen is they got to hear. So you mind if I interview you? Bring me a mic. Y'all you, you need chairs or can you stand? They can stand. They can stand. They can stand. Brother, you'll fall out. You're not going to fall out. No, you, no, you, you, big, brother, big brother. Okay. Thanks. This is for you. Y'all you, you can share this anywhere you get ready. Now, now this, when is your last Sunday? Next Sunday. Next Sunday, okay. Now, I'm going to tell you why I have them up here. Now, you don't, I don't even know them, but the Duncans own the Chick-fil-A in the mall. Now, the interesting thing about this is you think that you think, oh, well, they became, you know, their pastor's favorite members because they own Chick-fil-A. I knew them before they owned the Chick-fil-A. Now, Sorry for finding you. Now, now watch this. But you, you I'm, I'm going to start it off and you talk as much as you want and then we'll just bat, uh, banter back and forth. But you, 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 uh, you guys sowed a seed. Talk, tell me about that. It, it, was it in Montgomery? Yes, sir. Talk to me about that. You sowed a seed with Impact Sunday? Yes, sir, in Montgomery. Talk, talk to me about it. As, much, as, as, as best you can. Well, we first came to Safe Harbor in, um, in some years ago. Uh, actually, we was like in the first 50 members of Safe Harbor. Right. And we came in to understand the impact giving. And we we were working. She was actually managing Chick-fil-A, general manager. I was assistant manager. That's the one in Montgomery? One in Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And we actually sold the impact seed to own our own Chick-fil-A. So you want to own your own? Own my own. Now, stop for a minute. So they, they give an offering. You know, you know how many of you are familiar with Impact Sunday? And they come up, and just like a testimony, they just come and name... This is what we want. I heard about it. I thought to myself, that's a big seed. If you, you, if you have the dates in your mind as, as, you, as you tell the story, give me the dates because I want the saints to see this. So you sow the seed. Yes. It was in April. It was in April, the first week of April. Okay. And from there? Well, first of all, we didn't have it. We had to have faith. We had two, two uh, of our children in college. Mm-hmm. And they wasn't on any financial aid because we made too much for them to uh, attend college. So we was paying for them to go to school as well. Okay. So we didn't have the money, but we had to step out on faith. And we uh, planted a seed of $1,500 mm. um, in April. And then we was trusting God that we would own our own Chick-fil-A. What did you get? When did you get the call for the, the, the Chick-fil-A in you know, Dothan? December the 11th and 19, I mean 2008. 2007. So, so when, when did you sow the seed? What year? Was it 2007? Yes, sir, 2007. So you sowed the seed in, in April of 2007, December the 11th, 11th of, of 2007. 2007, you get a call about this Chick-fil-A. Yes, in Dothan, Wildgrass. In Dothan. And then, so, so were you anxious to take it? Were you excited? Yes. Okay, so y'all come up here. <laughs> yes, we now, talked now, to, I talked to First Lady first. Okay. You, 
counsel. You got counsel, you got guardian <laughs> counsel, okay. You guys took it. When you came, what was the state of it? How was it doing? It was, it, the mall was decreasing. Yeah, decreasing. It was a dying store. Yes. Okay, and so when you came in, what did you do? <laughs> Without going into detail, just to, how, how did you go about getting it together? Say that he's as faithful with little thing, and the things that we knew we did. Uh, people connection, and we uh, tidings is off up up front. Mm. Of course, we tied it from the get go, and just knowing the neighborhood, knowing the people, and doing the right things, doing the things that Chick Fil A requires, following their rules and regulations, mm. and having passion. Right, having a passion for the business, and it actually start. Pick, I mean, it's hard work. Like you said, you got to do the work. Mm -hmm. Hard work, we started doing that, and God, did, God started doing his thing. Did it ever come a place where you, you, you could feel where the effort stopped, and it seemed like it was coasting, kind of? Did you ever feel when God kicked in, in, the, in, the, in the thing in, in the mall? It did, and last, and that's when we, our last impact giving was for our children. We had a store, so we wasn't impacting for the stores for our children, our college, what we had to deal with. So we had got comfortable in that area. Okay. But on the, the third impact giving that we did, we had an impact giving for more. What did you ask for? I wanted to, I wanted to own a freestanding, which you would consider standalone. I wanted to own a standalone. Like the one in the circle? Yes, sir. Like the one in the circle, yeah. Mm -hmm. But she wanted to own a Chick-fil-A that was not in the mall, but a standalone. Yes. That was our last impact given last year. This, this was 2009? 2009. When, uh, did you get one? Yes, I did. When did you get the call? December the 11th this year, 2009. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up. We, watch this now. Without giving me numbers, the pay you were making in Montgomery... When, when you increased in Dothan, did it double? Did it, what, what did it do? It, it doubled. You doubled from, from, Montgomery. Mon, from Montgomery to Dothan? Yes. Now, from, Mon, from Montgomery to where you're going, Alex, what is it going? Alexandria, Louisiana. Alexandria, Louisiana. Did it triple or double? Triple. More than, more than triple. Oh, come on. You, you, I know. I know. I know. I know. Now, now let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Did you come from means? In, 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 in other words, or you come from a rich background? No, by no, no means. Did you, did, um, are you, or do you consider yourself like, you say, well, I knew this was going to happen. Did, I mean, what was, your, what was the story? I don't know how it happened. You, you don't know how it happened. <laughs> Just trust in God. Trust in God. Hmm. So, so now you going from making and you going you went from making what you're making to to coming to take a store that that was in a dying situation. You implement your rules and regulations in keeping with the company's rules and regulations. Set your faith out there. Two years to the day you offered the first one, you offered the one you impacted for. Amen. Two years to the day. Yes, sir. And when do you when do you take the store? Um, March 18th is our grand opening. You have a grand opening, yes, and I will fly down there for your grand opening, and, and we're going to... Awesome. Go ahead. One thing about dealing with your rest, uh, when, we, when we owned the Chick-fil-A here, we weren't limited to the, the leadership over us. We, could, we had the free reign to do what we want to. 
Of course, our work was hard, but we wasn't limited to what someone else was telling us to do. And now that the freestand is coming, we actually had a conversation about it. The work that we had to do here, it, it ceased. Mm. In other words, we, we, our income is able to hire people to do what we was doing. And our rest is, we, we do definitely come into the rest. The rest of God. <laughs> Boy, I love you. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. When they, when they came from Atlanta to interview me for the uh, freestanding in Alexandria, they said that the person that they choose actually was four other candidates that was applying for the store. And they said that the candidate that they choose, they was looking for someone who would be multi-unit because there's a mall unit there also. They would be looking for someone to actually own the freestanding and the mall. So the person that they choose for the freestanding will also be multi-unit and will own the mall. Hallelujah! Look at God, man. You done? <laughs> like, come on, give the Lord another hand. A picture is worth a thousand words. Pastor, why would you do that? Because let me, tell you, let me show you what's going on. See, what happens is you, we sit back and squint our eyes and find fault and become jealous and judgmental when you don't realize your story has that kind of stuff written into it too. You can't get mad. Now, now, I'm going to tell you. You know what the problem is? The problem is, is that whenever we face impossibility, the first thing we want to do is back up. I'm going to do the short version today. God says, he says, I swore in my wrath they will not enter into the rest. Israel comes to Kadesh Barnea. And they can look over and see it. They send spies. The spies come back and say, listen, the giants there. God never mentioned giants to them. He never talked to them about giants. You know why? Because God's thing was, if you believe me enough to walk into the land, I take care of the giants. See, the, the thing is, here's, here's the problem with us. The problem with us is we don't realize that when God wrote our story, the story was intended to be a partnership between me and God. I do the things in the earth that needs to be done in my belief in God, and God comes in and supernaturally does things that no one can explain. Let me talk to you about what I learned about miracles. Uh, Buckley seatbelts. What I found out about miracles is that there are two different types of people that don't believe in miracles. They're the rationalists and the traditionalists. The rationalists say that God, if, that if there is a God, that he would have written the, the laws of the universe in such a way where he doesn't have to intervene in the laws or interfere with them. He simply works through the laws to bring his will to pass. We're rational about this. We're scientists. And we say that if there's a God, if there's a God, he works through natural laws. He doesn't suspend them. Then they're the traditionalists. Well, let me back up first. I agree with the naturalists or, or, the, or the rationalists. I do. Here's, here's what I believe. I believe that the God that created the universe works through natural laws. But I also believe that these men that call themselves rationalists or scientists don't know all the laws. 120 years ago, we were traveling in covered wagons. Today, they're breaking the speed barrier. The law, that's the, the law of lift that we, that we manipulate today was always in the earth. They just didn't know it. And when, when it was discovered, then, then they took it into the laboratories and they found out if, if my thrust exceeds my drag and I, I approach the wind properly, not only can I get airborne, I can stay airborne as long as my thrust continues to exceed my drag. Hmm. Strong engine, small weight, we stay airborne, even the thing weighs a thousand tons. They figured out the law of buoyancy. These laws were always there. 
They just didn't know them. Because these guys, scientists, are limited to what they see in their laboratory. And because, you need to get this, you need to get this. All the, you must understand, when things first started out, God made all these laws, built them into the universe. The, the invisible realm, the spiritual realm, and the natural realm was the same realm. Sin separated the realm, watch this now, so natural men, all he sees are the natural laws. God had to tell us about the spiritual laws, like the law of love, and the law of faith, and the law of hope. They're laws too. What is a law, by definition? The million and one time. A law is a consistent, systematic rule of order that governs all of nature and all of the universe. It is consistent in that it happens all the time. It is systematic in that it happens in the same order every time. That's all it takes to make a law. It's a law. It's a law. It's a law. Now get this. So these rationalists say, we don't believe in miracles because miracles defy natural laws. They do. But, but it's just the same as the law of lift defying the law of gravity. The law of lift is a legitimate law like the law of gravity. Because we experience gravity more does not make the law of lift any less legitimate. You're following me. Then there are the traditionalists. I love these darling hearts and stupid heads. The traditionalists say that God uses miracles when he wants to introduce a new concept to his people. But as soon as the people grasp the concept, then he removes the miracles because the miracles are no longer needed. They're like training wheels. So I want to give you an illustration. All the women raise their hands. Okay. A guy comes to you and he asks, can he date you? So I'll go out with you. And you go out with him, and he's opening doors, and, and he has this thing about him. He just has a suave about him. He, he's, he's, a, he's into chivalry. Brother's a gentleman. I mean, everything, I mean, if you think he has it. So you ask him, do you have my house bug? He said, no, baby, just your heart. <laughs> that one is copywritten, by the way. It belongs to me. Brother, you can use it. I get royalties from it. So she goes, ooh, what kind of guy says those things? Not your house, it's your heart. Ooh, I like him. Watch this now. So he comes to her. He takes her to this place. They go out on a date, and he has a whole thing set up. When, when, when the cue, the lights dim, the orchestra pipes up, and he drops to one knee, and he produces a rock that blinds everybody in the room. And she says, you know what? Not only yes, but I say heck yeah. <laughs> so she walks out of restaurant, Finger blinging, and she gets to the car, he goes right to his side and gets in. She, she's standing there with like, and he said, Oh, it's open. And so she's standing there like, He rolls down the window, you getting in or not? She gets in, she wonders, What's going on? He gets to the house, he used to walk her to the door, the gentleman, kiss, kiss on the cheek, see you inside, go back to the car. Now he pulls her, Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. You want me to do it? Oh, not tonight. Won't you think that you've been had? So you mean to tell me that God is going to get me to make a covenant with him? He go, he's going he's to woo me with miracles. He's going he to attract me as a healer, as the one that can bless me financially, as the one that can do, intervene in natural things and supernaturally make my life better. And then when I marry him, 
He said he don't do miracles no more. To all the traditionalists out there that said miracles have passed away, I say, if you tell the truth, then God be a liar. And we know that God is not a man that he should lie. Not the son of man that he should repent. How many of you see the thought? Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person. He's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees, Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir, titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Now, in all of Scripture, Jesus did 35 miracles. 35 miracles. I know it seems like a lot. There's only 35. They're just mentioned in different Scriptures. In the book of John, when John is writing his gospel, you must understand, John wrote his gospel when he came back from the Isle of Patmos. He came back and people were saying Jesus didn't really live. So John comes back from the Isle of Patmos and, and uh, Gnosticism is all around. People who say, well, you know, I just, I'm not an atheist, I just don't know for sure. So John said, I'm going to write a book so they could know for sure. You read in the, in the back of John's gospel, he says, these things are written that you may know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and believing you have life through him. But he said something that was interesting. He said, if all the things that Jesus had done were to be written in books, he said the world did not have enough bookcases to hold all the volumes. But interestingly enough, he only documented eight of the miracles. And of the eight miracles that he documented, six of them are written nowhere else in Scripture. The other two, the feeding of the 5,000 and the walking on the water. The feeding of the 5,000 is the only miracle documented in four, all four Gospels. And the walking on the water is documented in three. Matthew, Mark, and John. Not, it's not in Luke. Now, what's interesting about when you, when you start studying miracles from Scripture, there are four words that, 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 are, that fall under the category of miracles. I'm, t- I'm sharing this with you because you see all a miracle is, is God Getting you, God talking you into going past the impossibility and not stopping. There are giants in the land. God's like, I know. But I've given, watch this. The land is where you're going to rest. That's my rest for you. They call it the Canaan rest. That's my rest for you. But you won't rest because there's giants. Then God is like, you don't have to fight giants if you do what I tell you to do. Four words. 
signs. Oh, God, I'm out of time. Signs. A sign is, is something posted to point to something else. A sign. And so the first one, when the Bible introduces miracles, is sign. God will do something supernatural because he wants to give us a deeper revelation of who he is. Second thing, a wonder. God will do something to make people go, whoa, what just happened? What in the world is that? And God grabs people's attention and people go, wow. The third word are mighty acts. Jesus could there do no mighty works because of the unbelief. A mighty act, watch this now, is God working through a man's hand. Because what you need to understand is not all, God does not need men for all of his miracles. There are miracles that will happen just because you believe and just because you dared. You got it? The fourth word is the word power or dunamis. We get our word dynamite from it. And when you see something blow up but with dynamite, you see the explosion. But what you don't see is scientifically these little atoms are doing what they do, splitting or whatever they do to create this large thing. And so uh, 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 a power or dynamite or, or dunamis refers to a little thing that happens that makes a big result. Four words. Four words that mean miracle. And those four words explain to us what miracles are supposed to do. They simply erase impossibility. He wants to erase the thing that's been stopping you cold. So you got to understand that the whole writ of your life, the script, is interlaced with these things. Haman wants to kill Mordecai because Mordecai doesn't respect him. Mordecai is, is a believer. So he tells Esther, who's his kinfolk, who's the queen, going to fast. Not, and I want you to approach the king. Now watch this. Before Esther ever approached the king, check out what happens. The, the, the king goes to, Haman decides how he's going to kill, he's going to build a gallery, he's going to kill Mordecai, he's going to hang him. The king goes to sleep one night and can't sleep. So he calls for the, the history books of his kingdom. He just happens to turn to the page where a plot was uh, devised to take his life and Mordecai stopped it. He just read it, he goes, but he never found where anything was done to honor him. He says, hmm. So the next day Haman walks in and he said, what should be done for the man that intervenes to save the king's life? And Haman's like, Haman's like well, he thought it was him. So he said, well, I think this man should be honored in the streets. He should be put on a horse, one of the king's horses. I mean, he said, all this. He said, okay, Haman, you go do that for Mordecai. <laughs> what are the chances of that happening? See, what, 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 what Mordecai didn't know was that God, in, when he was writing his life out, God said, oh, Haman is going to try to kill him. Artaxerxes is king. I know I'm, I'm going to get involved. Watch this. I'm going to get involved in this. I'm going to save Mordecai's life if Mordecai do, if he does what I tell him to do. When, when Israel got to the promised land, they got to the precipice. Right at Kadesh Barnea. Here's the thing. God says, go take the land. Their question was, who will fight the giants? God says, you don't understand. And let me tell you what God didn't say to them that we found in scripture. Here's the story. 
according to the laws, the spiritual laws, God could not come down, go into Canaan, take the land from the Amorites, and give it to the children of Israel. It was spiritually illegal. He, it's called bullying. God would have been, but if God's people, who he was given the land to, had the nerve to walk into the land because they're citizens of this world and walk into this land and say, we came to take the land as ours, and if the, if the giants had said no, then now God could get involved. Why? Because his people obeyed him. How many see how it work? All the things you want to do, and you say, wonder what is going to happen. God, you do it for, God can't do it until you do. But it involves a thing called risk. I was telling Safe Harbor this morning, Safe Harbor was packed again, wall to wall. Men standing against the wall for the women to sit down. It was just packed. And listen, and I, I, said, I said, let me tell you about your church. When we first came to, to the city, all the people that came, we, I don't know if you knew this, we, almost everybody was on or below the poverty line. When Bishop first came to the church, Bishop, he, Bishop says, um, have your people ever given to you? I said, no. So they put a bucket by, my, by our feet and had you come and put money in the bucket. I was so embarrassed. Pastor Wallace's wife, Margot, saw my embarrassment. And when we went out to eat, she turned to me and she said, the Spirit of the Lord just spoke to me and said, now I'm going to break the back of poverty in your church because the people are going to come above the poverty line. Well, I never told her the people below the poverty line. The Holy Spirit did. And I lifted my hand to the Lord. Next thing you know, you, you have to understand, we, just a whole bunch of working class common folk, that's where we were. Next thing you know, this person, testimony, got a promotion on my job. Person got laid off their job. When they, when they uh, appeared again, got a managerial position. This person, I'm starting my own business. All of a sudden, we went from just being, now watch this, but at the same time, we're growing. We're growing. And we're doing things, and people say, man, how is this happening? We start claiming property that God told us, walk down the street. How many of you were here when we did that? On a two, it was cold outside. Walk down the street and claim the property on both sides of the street, and we did it in faith, and, and we stopped right at the end. We should have kept on walking. We stopped right there. And the place that we claim is what we have. All God needed us to do is to go and lay claim to it because he can just take it and give it to us. The, you say, well, well, Pastor, did you buy it all? No. To be honest with you, the land right up here, or, or just or, or above the or sanctuary one, we're leasing it for $25 a year indefinitely. We're leasing it for $25 a year indefinitely. All we got to do is keep it, keep it cut, you know, put our grass on. We can pave it if we want to. We do whatever we want to. They're leasing it just indefinitely for $25 a year. $25 a year. Okay, now, let me show you something. But, but when I, I keep saying, I, kept, I checked it out. I saw who owned it. I said, hey, oh, they, they'll never sell us that land. That's what I kept saying. And God said, stop saying that. So I called them. We, worked at, we said we want to buy the land. They said, it's not for sale. The guy came back. He said, I think Pastor James said it's not for sale. I said, go find out if they lease it to me. They said, we have to have a meeting. They had a meeting, came back. We lease it to you for $25 a year. The property across the street, was, just above the school, was already sold. And the Lord said, that's your land. And it just came to my heart. And I said, I called the guy. I said, I want to buy the land. He said, sold already. I said, when the guy comes back to you and tells you he doesn't want the land, call me first. He started to laugh at me. <laughs> well, well, Brother Ramsey, they, they are putting a building up there. We'll look for some more land for you. I said, just call me. Went to Houston to a meeting. The office called me. 
They said, Pastor, there's a, a realtor came to see you. Guess what he wanted? I said, it's about the land across the street. They said, yep, the guy wants to sell it to you. I said, I wonder what happened. I called him, and I, I said to him, I said, I thought someone was building it. He said, well, the strangest thing happened. <laughs> he, he said, the strangest thing happened. He said, he said, the guy, his plans were disapproved. His plans were, the planning of it, they were disapproved. And he said, and the guy said to him, I told you, if I can't build it, I'm not buying the property. He said, so I tell you, I'll do you, I'll, he said, I'll do you a favor, Reverend Ramsey. What I'll do for you, I'll sell it to you for the same price. I said, no, 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 no. What were you selling for 40? I said, I'll give you 30. Yeah, oh, oh, that's highway robbery. I said, no, you had a chance to sell it to me first. You cut a fool. I said, I'll tell you what. You, you counter, and I'll wait for your counter. He came and said, 38. I said, you crazy. I said, I'll tell you what, let's not even dance, let's dance. I'll give you 35, and it's done. He said, done. <laughs> had, we, had we said, oh, well, it's already sold, we'd have never had it. How many times in your life have you been in a position where you're faced with the impossible, and it's, go to Psalm 78, let me just wrap this thing up. Did you get help today? No, 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 no. Go, go to Hebrews 3 real quick. Hebrews 3. Real quick, real quickly, real quickly. Look at verse 7. Is this blessing anybody but me? Because I'm, I'm all giddy and excited. I'm, I'm just... Look at verse 7, Hebrews 3. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Heart Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama, and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter, at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook, at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram, at Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.